And welcome to Jeff's Super Cool Podcast, the hottest podcast on YouTube, iTunes, it's Jeff and, and Mike. I- Super Cool Podcast, starring me, Mike, of popular YouTube channel, Mike Text It Out, where I talk about all kinds of technology. And also, don't all forget, the- don't forget about the coolest collectible channel on the internet and on YouTube. That is Jeff's Super Cool Collectibles. We're gonna have another one up in the next couple of days. Be there or be square. You know, when Mike texts it out every Saturday and Tuesday, I always come with a new video, like the video I dropped yesterday, where I try out No Man's Sky VR. Oh, you mean, uh, Ghetto Gaming Man? Bye. Anyway, we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. And we're going to start with the biggest of them all, and that is SummerSlam. Ugh. Now that it was bad, but why are we starting with SummerSlam? Why not? Get it out of the way so we can kind of go on to the other stuff too. But we're going to talk about how we felt about SummerSlam. I personally love SummerSlam this year. I thought it was really good for the most part. There were a few things that I didn't care a lot for, but overall, we're going to start with the... Well, we're not going to start with the pre-show. We're just going to skip over that. Um... Well, we'll just go through the results really quick. So, Drew Gulak defeated Oni Lorcan to retain the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Buddy Murphy defeated Apollo Crews via disqualification when Eric Rowan came out there and attacked Buddy Murphy. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retained the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships as they defeated the Iconics. I thought you were going over the pre-show. I thought I was just going over the things really quick. Bye. But anyways, so we're going to start... With our opening contest on SummerSlam, we got Becky Ni- Becky Lynch. She defeated Natalia by submission in the submission match um, to retain the Raw Women's Championship. What do you think of this match? I mean, it was good. I thought I thought it was overall pretty good. It was definitely it definitely showed Becky Lynch starting to get a little bit more aggressive with which what she needs to do. So. I think that was one of the good aspects of it. 
Yeah, I mean, but we all knew that's how it was. They're gonna beat Becky Lynch. Oh no, no, because they they were they were they were going for this Sasha Banks Becky Lynch storyline. This is what they were really waiting on because not really a spoiler alert, but Sasha Banks returned the next night and was like goes out there. And, Hugs Natalia and everything, and then she just like, wham! The boss is back. She didn't even say that. You made it sound more ratchet than it actually was. She did take her hair off though. She did. She took her hair off. She, I got blue hair. I'm digging the new look. I'm a huge Sasha Banks fan. That my girl. Me and Sasha Banks be in the club, you know. So basically, she went from Super Saiyan God to Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. You know what? I'll take it. Yep. You know what? Bye. Because you know what? Y'all both ratchet. I'm the only classy thing on this podcast. You do realize you're wearing a legit boss t-shirt, right? That could be anybody's t-shirt. It says Sasha Banks at the bottom. I didn't even know that this was a Sasha Banks t-shirt when I bought it. Lying, bitch. (coughs) But yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match overall. It was a good way to start the show. Uh, Next we have Bill Goldberg... He defeated Dolph Ziggler in less than two minutes. Dolph Ziggler got speared like two or three times after. I thought it was what it should. It was. It was. This is the best way to kind of display Goldberg. Goldberg's not going to go like twenty minutes in a marathon match or anything. Let's be honest. Yeah, and plus, I mean, I'm kind of digging this Dolph Ziggler running his mouth, and getting his ass beat every time. Thing. It was funny. He got it the next night too with the Miz. Remember? Uh, I didn't even see that segment. So, but I felt like that. I felt the Goldberg Dolph Ziggler match needed to be what it was. Yeah, I didn't. I, I couldn't imagine like them having a match that was even more than like three minutes. Oh no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um. Yeah, cause I mean, we saw what Goldberg, what happened with Goldberg and the Undertaker. We're just gonna leave it at that. We talked about that previously. Remember? We ain't gonna talk about it anymore. It was good. We ain't gonna beat a dead horse or a concussed horse. Anyway, just move on to the next match. Why? Cause I'm trying to get to the stuff that I want to talk about. SummerSlam was weeks ago. I'm partying. Oh, I'm so done with you. So AJ Styles defeated Ricochet for the U.S. title. He defended the U.S. title. Um, that was a... I don't want to say it's a bad match. That was a really okay match, considering they both had better matches together. Everyone was just talking about Ricochet's outfit. Oh, you mean the... The, the neon black slash blue uh, Nightwing condom. Bye. I'm just saying. I mean, I didn't really dig it, but I'm not a, I'm not a big Nightwing fan. I'm pretty sure he got the uh, gay demographic, though, behind him. Because. And I can say that because I am gay. Anyway. Can we move to these matches? It was like 800. 
No, there's not. We're all we're already halfway through it. So Bailey defeated Ember Moon to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. That was a good match. What did you think? It was alright. It felt like a SmackDown match. I just don't think. I mean, I really like Ember Moon, but I just don't think she was built enough for this feud. Well, yeah, this kind of like thrown together, and, and the area of it that was in kind of hurt it too. Because overall, it was a good match. It was just, I think, where it was at. So Kevin Owens defeated Shane McMahon. Um, he keeps his job. The Elias was a special enforcer. Of course, he interfered a lot. Um, Kevin Owens laid him out in the end, which, and then he's gonna find a hundred thousand dollars for it. Hundred thousand dollars for it. Um, Charlotte Flair defeated Tr- uh, Trish Stratus with submission. That should have happened. I think that was a good call. Yeah, I thought this was this was probably one of my favorite matches. Yeah, I like this match a lot. And I'll be honest with you, this was kind of like the passing of the torch type of thing. Charlotte's the biggest star, female star they have right now between her and Becky Lynch. You mean breast size wise? No. I'm talking about just the overall biggest female star. Popularity and notoriety. Especially after last year. Okay, moving on from Charlotte's breast. Let's talk about the match. Anyways, I thought it was what it needed to be. Trish. This is supposed to be Trish's last match. There we go. She goes out. Does the job for Charlotte. And Charlotte gets the rub. They did a lot more than I expected. Yeah. So I was I was overall like I was above my expectations of what they were going to do. So next was Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. They ended in a double count out. Kofi retained the title, um, and then Kofi goes off and beats the ever living hell out of Randy Orton in the end. A lot of people complained about it because there was no like direct finish. I'm actually fine with it because they're continuing the feud and now they've entered in with the revival and Randy Orton. Versus a new day, so this makes perfect sense. Um, I'm perfectly okay with it. I think that's the way it should have ended. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I was fine with it. I mean, because like it extends the feud, and unless they're gonna put him in a feud with Samoa Joe, there's not really anybody. Is Samoa Joe on SmackDown? I'm confused. Samoa Joe is on SmackDown. Yes. I mean, that's like or no, the, he's on Raw. I, you know what? They need to get rid of this damn. I think he's on. You know, he is on Raw because when they whatever it's called rule. When they first did the brand split, because Roman Reigns had moved over to SmackDown. Wild card. No, when they first did the brand split for this this time, uh, their draft or whatever, Roman Reigns was on SmackDown and he was still on Raw, but they still had that match or whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. But moving on to the next one, um, this is the one I really want to talk about. Match-wise, it wasn't my favorite, but this was by far probably my favorite debut slash re-debut I've ever seen. So yeah, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, he defeated Finn Balor. Uh, it was pre- it was a pretty short match, but I felt like that's what it needed to be. But a big part of it was Bray Wyatt's entrance. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, that just was really cool. I mean, personally, I would have had like some like highlights and weave going on. If it was my entrance, he has dreads. But you know that's just you could put you could put weave and dreads. But I'm that's so just me personally. Personally, 
Anyways, I think this is probably the best character that Bray Wyatt's done. And this is probably... Bray Wyatt's probably going to be their new Undertaker in the end. But it makes sense for this day and age. Because you can't do a dead mortician with magical powers in 2019. That's what he was. They could do like... An R&B singer that likes to specifically entertain little girls. Um, then you end up on surviving R. Kelly. I wasn't even talking about R. Kelly. I can't believe you would even mention that. One of the greatest R&B singers of all time. I ain't saying he ain't a good singer, but I'm just saying. Them's his accusations. Shut up, Alexa. You can say that because... It goes by a different name in here. Anyways, then you have Seth Rollins. He defeated the champion Brock Lesnar to get back his Universal Championship. This was the only title that changed hands. I thought this match was really good, and I am a little bit shocked that this title changed hands. Yeah, because this is the first time where Brock Lesnar's really had the title, and it hasn't been like a lengthy Like a year only. plus? I mean, granted, the last time he only had it for like six months before he drafted the Seth Rollins anyway, but... Well, that's because of the whole Roman Reigns thing. Roman Reigns be going out with leukemia, etc. I still think they should have pulled the gun on Braun Strowman then, but they didn't. Um, now Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins are the tag team champions on Raw. But anyways, moving forward, um, let's talk about a little bit more wrestling really quick before we jump into everything else. Let's kind of get the wrestling out of the way this week. So, what do you think of NXT going two hours live on USA? I think it's fucking terrible. Why? Because I feel I'm fine with NXT the way it is. First of all, I'm only okay with this if it's also live on the network at the same time. It doesn't matter anyways. The reason why they're going live on the network or going on USA Network live for two hours on Wednesday nights is because of AEW and TNT. Whatever. But my whole thing is, especially if that's going to be the show that's competing with AEW, I just don't want Vince to ruin it. And I feel like it's just going to happen, and it's going to end up that way, oh. because it's going to be on TV, and it's going to have ratings. And once it's on TV and it has ratings, there's no way that Vince is not going to be a part of it, especially if it does well. well if it does well, it's doomed. If it does bad, it's doomed. God it damn, matter. can I fucking talk? It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. So... The reports that I'm reading online are saying this, that nothing is really going to change with the format or anything that they're doing other than it's going to be extended. That being said as well, Vince already doesn't have enough time. He doesn't run most of SmackDown for the most part, for what I read, or 205 Live. So he already doesn't have enough time to really do a lot of the stuff anyways. And the XFL starting back up. So I really don't think he's going to be in there. The reason why they're putting him on there is just to combat AEW. This is really it. Even so, like, even if Vince doesn't get involved, you're also still involved in the network. And that's another outside source that's going to be involved with the investors and blah, 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 blah. And that's going to cause stuff to change. I don't think think it's going to cause... Unless the show does well. Then they'll leave it alone. But if it doesn't, if it's not doing well, they're gonna be like, "Oh, how about you bring John well, Cena up here?" It was it's not gonna be John Cena, but well, 
That's what I was going to before I so rudely interrupted. Anyways, I don't think it's going to be that way because they're already projecting that they're going to beat the ratings for AEW, at least at first. They're not going to beat overall sales because AEW's already sold out their first, like, three to five shows, something like that. I feel like AEW is going to be more making more of their money on ticket sales, at first at least, until their product gets out there. But that's just my opinion. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it is. I'm not too excited for the change. I am. I'm a little bit excited for it. I want to see what an NXT roster can do live. And they have a really good roster down there with Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, the Undisputed Era, Johnny Gargano, the Queen of Spades. I just think, I keep thinking about, I'm sorry, I keep thinking about the end of ECW and what that show became. Yeah, I understand, but ECW was never good. That wasn't that bad. It was never great, though. NXT can be great. Even the regular weekly episodes can be great. Well, that's because it started, it started off as an ECW revival. Then became, like, you know, a developmental thing. And it was going it was going good. And then when it started slipping in ratings, that's when they brought in all the other B-list uh, superstars that they weren't really doing anything with, like Mark Henry and Matt Hardy to go down there and win the championship. And Big Show. And that's when the show got bad. Big Show won a championship like within the first couple weeks that it started. Because remember, Rob Van Dam got the title because he had beaten John Cena for the WWE Championship. And they gave him the ECW title. And then he got, him and Sabu got caught with, uh, got caught with the pot smoke and stuff. Are you still using that ghetto echo thing? What are you talking about? The tablet? No! I'm using that one. Anyways. Well, I was about to get thrown out the window. <sighs> Anyways, go ahead and move on. So you can talk about what you want to talk about. Alright, this is some old crusty ass news because we decided to do the podcast later this week. So thank you. So I'm going to bring this old crusty ass news. But anyway, it's still important. Well, we already decided that the podcast was going to start dropping on Wednesdays. Well, how come you ain't tell nobody then? I told you last night, but and we agreed the, on it Sunday. You didn't tell the Facebook page. And that's the reason why we're telling you now. It's going to be dropping on... Might drop your face. Anyway, tech companies get a reprieve thanks to a reversal from the president... On tariffs. Woo! Way to go, dump! So, tech companies apparently are going to catch a break from the China tariffs, which means the next iPhone is not going to be $5,000. It's still going to be $5,000, but it's not going to be because of that. And also, your PlayStation 4 won't be $10,000. It probably, I mean, PlayStation 5. It probably still will be like $5,000, but at least it won't be 10000 all I gotta say is if my shit goes up, my iPhone, my game consoles, my video games, everything goes up because of some stupid ass tariffs, because we ain't gonna be producing that crap in this country. Let's just be honest. If this crap goes up because of this, 
I ain't going to be a happy person. And this, I'm going to put this out there. This is not being political. So please don't put political comments there. This is being satirical. It's supposed to be that way, period. Now back to, now back to being satirical. Anyways, what? I'm not trying to be political with this shit. I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, <laughs> the government is Let giving them a break for... Uh, and I'm just joking. You can still post. I don't care. The <laughs> government is giving them a break for the China terrorists and shit because, you know, we're at war with China. We're not. They're not saying we're at war with China. That's not an actual, like, fighting war, but it's a trade war. It's real fucking stupid. It really is. Because, I don't know, I took a class on the whole trading stuff, but it kind of looks bad when you know you are receiving a lot more goods than you're producing around the world. It makes you seem weak. So the U.S. seems kind of weak. So they're trying to get, you know, our trade thing back in order. You know, we got to produce some goods ourselves. But the thing is that we don't produce shit. We don't even have the most bombest weed. That's Mexico. I can't even get no good ganja here. Well, I mean, that in Sweden. That shit's legal in Sweden. You can buy like every every brand of weed, hemp, hemp seeds, name it. In yeah, Sweden. but you can't get no Dirty Maria in Sweden. I'm pretty sure you can. That shit legal everywhere. Or a Pablo Harris. You probably can. Because that's how they roll there. Or a Francesca. I wanna I wanna live in Sweden. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. Haven't you ever just been at home and be like, you know what? I want to rent out my living room for four hours. I can honestly say I have not. Well, now you can do it because there's a startup app that's going to be like Airbnb, but for one room. And don't say it's stupid because it's not stupid. It is stupid. Didn't you say it works this way? So if you want to... If you want to rent out your living room for a couple hours for somebody to come in and sit down and watch some TV and relax, you can do that. Yeah. It's called it's gonna be called Recharge. It hasn't actually launched yet, I don't think. But yeah, so they're gonna be like <laughs> I'm already calling something else, but I don't want to do that because that'd be rude. Anyway. <laughs> Not politically correct. So if you want to rent out your living room for, you know, a couple hours, it's supposed to be marketed for people that are like, Oh, well, I'm gonna break at work. I don't know what fucking job they work at where they get like a two hour break. but For real. 30 minutes here. I don't know. But anyway, like if you're like on a break or maybe traveling or something like that, and you're like, oh, I need to take a break. So I'm going to rent this room really quick. Instead of having I'm going to rent somebody's <laughs> living room really quick. It doesn't have to be a living room. That was the <laughs> example they gave. <laughs> but you could rent out a room. It's Recharge. not stupid. It's not stupid. Recharge Stop should, at it. Recharge should be more like reject. Bye. It's going to be very successful, I'm sure. Okay, so for six months, no, bye bye. I don't even know. I don't even think it's going to launch. You don't think it's going to launch? I think it'll launch. Because there'll be some people that will try that. Especially people that travel a lot. I can see that happening. But I think it's going to be. The only way that it's going to work is going to be fucking expensive. I feel like it's going to be like. Because I think the price of the article was like around. $25 an hour or something like that. So, like, 
Yeah, you can do it for like two hours, but it's gonna be it's gonna be expensive. Well, I'm not sure if the people set they might set their own prices if it's like Airbnb or whatever. But like, how much are you gonna gonna pay? Like, I'm gonna rent somebody's living room for two hours and fifty dollars. I'm that tired where I just feel like renting a living room. Yeah, for real. That's what I was thinking. So I don't know. It seems like a dumb idea. If it is a dumb idea, I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast in like a year or two and be like, I'm right. If it's not a dumb idea, I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast in like two years and be like, you know what? I was right because it's still a dumb idea, even if it is successful. Exactly. Because even if I was wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right. That's his philosophy. So that way he can be always right, even though he's not always right, despite it. So, moving forward, there is a lawsuit to block the T-Mobile and Sprint merger from about, like, 16, well, no, it's not 16, it's, what, 15, right? Last I checked. 15 states plus the District of Columbia. That doesn't even count. There's nothing important there. Anyway. Except the nation's capital? That's not important right now. Anyway. It's not important right now. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, they're trying to block the merger because they think it's going to create less competition. Look, I'm tired of motherfuckers trying to block the damn merger. I thought that was supposed to be more family-friendly podcast. I personally don't care one way or the other. No, you had your rant time. I'm having mine. Look, I've been on T-Mobile for years, and I love T-Mobile, but I'm trying to get that bomb-ass network coverage and shit. You Y'all mean- motherfuckers trying to block the merger. You put two more networks together, my shit going to be bomb as fuck. I ain't... Who who you got? You sitting there with Verizon and shit like, oh, I just think it's anti-competitive, but you paying like $500 a month for your phone bill anyway. Bitch, anti-competitive, they can go to fucking Boost Mobile and get a phone for $5. They got options. Motherfuckers got options. Let this shit go through. I need my network coverage to be good. But our network coverage is good. You think it's going to be good with Sprint merging with them? It's just additional coverage. So if they merge their coverage together, they cover some of them extra gaps, woo! We're going to be here. You know who's really going to benefit from this? Sprint customers. Yeah, because Sprint sucks. I said in my other video. Where T-Mobile customers is kind of like, eh. I have a friend that's on Sprint. She was talking about eh. leaving for possibly T-Mobile or uh, one of the... Pointless now. Yeah, I, don't, I, never, I didn't actually tell her that. Well, I mean, now it might not be now. Because you got 15 states plus D.C. that are... Trying to matter. block the merger because of who cares? The thing is, in all likelihood, if they block the merger, Sprint's probably going to go out of business anyway. Yeah, because T-Mobile has more customers. Because I'm pretty sure Sprint was the one that was looking for a buyer in the first place. Yeah. So th- what's likely going to happen is that they block it. Obviously, if they block T-Mobile from doing it, and they're the two smallest. They're not going to be able to be bought by any bigger company. Like they're not going to let Verizon or AT and T buy them. Obviously, because they blocked AT and T and T-Mobile that time. So, what happens if they just go out of business anyway? Then all it's going to do is make the spectrum available for other carriers to buy. And the bigger carriers are probably just going to swoop in and buy it anyway. And then T-Mobile might get some. But at the end, it'll, it'll end up being worse. Overall, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that, like I said, who really cares? It's just my opinion. I personally don't. I don't know why people are trying to block it. This is what I was. This is what I've been talking about. Now it's my turn to rant. I'm gonna go on my rant here. I'm just gonna be straight up honest with you. Now, 
You got idiots on both sides of the spectrum. You got conservatives that are idiots. You got liberals that are idiots. Now we're starting to see the liberal idiots going on and be like, he's a monopoly. This fucking country is a monopoly. Have you guys not figured that out yet? Like, seriously. It is. Look at the cable companies. There's like, what, two cable companies in the area sometimes? If you're lucky, you have an option for three. I'm just putting it out there and saying that. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, I'm not... Neither of us are experts on, you know, companies and then, you know, the negative effects of getting rid of... But there's plenty of examples that I can think of. Like, if you think about it, Best Buy is one of my favorite stores. But what competition do they really have? Amazon. Not as far as box stores. Yeah, obviously the competitions. I don't know that. That thing is horrible. Uh, anyway, obviously their competition is online, but that's it. But there's a lot of other examples that I can think of where there's not a lot of companies. And plus there's there's these smaller companies. There's these smaller mobile companies now. If you go back to like around 2005, there were the big carriers and that's yeah. pretty much it. Like they had a few companies that were like but prepaid. But if you got prepaid back then, it was fucking terrible. Well, just remember, though, Best Buy does have competition. Remember, Walmart has that excellent computer and electronics section now. Bye. But I don't know. But in my mind, even if I wasn't on T-Mobile or Sprint, even though I am on T-Mobile, so I really want the better... I really hope the coverage improves. But in my mind, if that can make T-Mobile more competitive with Verizon and AT&T and still offer the same prices they offer now... That's gonna be better for competition. I might bring prices down because if their network's almost you know as big as those two, but the prices are lower, they might start losing more customers, and I might force them to lower their prices. That's the way that I look at it. But let me stop beating a dead horse and let's get some more some very serious news here. Oh my god! I just looked at it. That's the reason why I got quiet. All right, so. Some guy, or a girl, I don't want to be, you know, gender discriminant. Cause we don't okay, know. so we're just going to say it this way. Some gender neutral, non-binary human being. Bye. I can make these jokes. No, you can't. Yes, I can. And if I piss somebody off, it's called... You can't make those it's jokes. It's called satire. Deal with it. Because you don't have... Because you have... It's a, called dark comedy. Deal with it. You know what? Never mind. I don't want to offend anybody. Even though it's too late. That's the whole point of this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> in Henrico County, some uh, person with a TV on... So they have like a TV... They go around with a TV on their head. Like a big old school tube TV. And they're leaving old TVs on people's front door. What is this? Is this like, is this the graphic or the comic book saga? See, look. What is this? Prince TV the fourth? See, look. Leaving little TV babies on the, I see it. But that's what I'm trying to, try to figure out. Is this like Prince Robot the fourth or the Prince TV the fourth, whatever it's called from saga? I read a few of those graphic novels. Well, actually, not too bad. But I'm trying to figure it out. That is so dumb. 
Why would you do that? My main question in the whole situation is, do the TVs work or not? Because if they work, then at least like if you have an old console, then you can use that to play it. First of all, it's some old-ass CRT TV. They actually are useful for playing old systems. Yeah, whatever. It's still an old CRT TV. And if somebody did drop that shit on my front porch, I would hunt them down, and I would beat their ass, and I would knock the TV over top of their big-ass TV face-wearing head. I thought this podcast was supposed to be classy now, but apparently not. I'm just pointing it out. This is all entertainment, motherfuckers. Anyways, so we're going to go to our last little bit of news for today. So Disney Plus has decided to team with none other than Charter. Ugh. And other big cable companies to try to crack down on password sharing between people. So no more of your ex-girlfriend's stepbrother's girlfriend's sister borrowing that password. I don't know. I think this is dumb. And I'm trying to figure out how you're going to crack down on it when you do have people that have two homes. I mean, like us. Sometimes we... Sometimes we're down in North Carolina staying. Sometimes we're up here. And then we also have a VPN too, which... Exactly, which I switch the VPN up every so often or which network that I'm connected behind. Sometimes I'm in Sweden, Helsinki, Scotland. And sometimes, I don't know if I want ranch or ragu. (laughs) But anyways... Yeah, I think that's dumb. I agree with the Netflix philosophy from what I was reading. Netflix and especially HBO goes. So Netflix philosophy is there's no way to really stop it. So whatever. Yeah, they just give you multiple. They let you create multiple users. Exactly. Yeah, so I mean, and apparently HBO's philosophy is this. Apparently, what their executive said was, "We want people to become addicts." I mean, the be- the only real way to combat it is just the limit. Like, Hulu already does. You limit the number of streams that you have at the same time. That's really the only thing you can do. Yep. And that's probably what they're going to do. Which kind of sucks. But, especially because I really want Disney+. Plus. It, you need to give me an option than allowing more simultaneous streams like Netflix does for a larger pay. I'm fine with paying an extra $5 to... Five dollars $5 to seven, $5 to $7 so that we don't have seven dollars. We can stream four things at the same time. I don't give a fuck if you can stream eighty-two things at the same time. Seven dollars, seven dollars. And on that note, talking about some damn seven dollars. Woo! And on that note, stop fighting here. But stop fighting in here. But stop fighting. But stop fighting. Bop, 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 bop. Anyways. And on that note, do you have anything else to add to this? No, I think everything else has already been said, especially on my channel. Mike texted it out. Like, share, and subscribe. And also, don't forget to check out Jeff's Super Cool Collectibles. This week, I'm going to show you a new figure that I got. And it is going to be motherfucking 
more phenomenal. I'm done with this whole podcast. Anyway, I'm going to close it down because it's already ratchet and I'm the only classy motherfucking thing left in this room. And just remember, what would Blanche Devereaux do? I think she'd always do at least two guys, uh, two things at the same time. First of all, Blanche Devereaux is not a slut. Peace. It's a lie. You're a slut. So, 